Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Des Moines. From the Lithia Body and Paint Sports Desk, powered by BMW of Des Moines, this is an X's and O's update on 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. The NCAA tournament got started last night with the first four. Up first, Fairleigh Dickinson in Prairie View A&M. Jenkins, edge, three, The call from True TV. Fairleigh Dickinson with the win, 82-76. They get number one seed Gonzaga next. In game two from Dayton, it was Belmont and Temple in a battle of 11s. That's a three. Good! Kevin McClain with a big-time triple. Belmont pulls away for the 81-70 victory, handing Rick Bird his first-ever win in the NCAA tournament and the final game of the career of Fran Dumphy from Temple. The first four continues tonight up first 540 tip. North Carolina Central against North Dakota State, followed by St. John's in Arizona State. Then the first round starts tomorrow morning at 11.15 from Des Moines. We'll be broadcasting live from Buzzard Billy. Stop on out. It's 24-hour sports, morning, noon, and night, here on 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Con to Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. For those of you wondering where David Kaplan is today, he will join us tomorrow. Uh, about 11.15, Cappy will slide in. Brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa. We had to push Cappy back one day. He will join us tomorrow. Portions of the hour brought to us by our friend, Dr. Stephen Fuller. He's my dentist. If you're looking for a new dentist, if you've moved from one side of town to the other, or you're new to the area, or haven't been to the dentist in a long time and can't remember who you used to go to, uh, Dr. Stephen Fuller. A couple of locations, 28, 22 East, 29th Street in Des Moines. And he's also in Altoona, uh, 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Fuller Family Dental, fullerdental.net. It's where you can check them out online, fullerdental.net. All right, Trent, we have to give away, by the way. Yes. We found our winner yesterday for Cincinnati. We did, and how about that? A Cincinnati grad living in Ankeny. I love that. That's a winner to me. That is a winner. Absolutely. So So what was her story? So she went to school in Cincinnati, I guess, right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, I don't know. And is back here now? I don't know if originally from here or moved here after college and got a job here. Don't know the full story behind it. But she's got a Bearcat flag headed her way from Heartland Flags. And uh, And, uh, a chance for our next random team of the day. So we got a lot of fans here in town. Yeah, you know, I was going to be a real dick, and I was going to throw out the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's a that's that's a bridge too far. I mean, well, at least it wasn't a Canadian team, right? Well, maybe you have a better shot of that. You know I what? Don't know. I wonder. That's a fair point. The Buffalo Sabres might be last on the list of fan that we could actually find yeah, in Des Moines. Probably so. So you're going to make it easy on them. We're going to make it a little bit easier, and it's a fan base that, in general, annoys me. Not the well, it's Michigan. Oh, but, okay. But, I was going to say, you're giving away a Nebraska flag? No, no. They annoy me for a different reason. No. The Michigan, I, I like to call them the Walmart Michigan fans. The ones that have never been to Michigan. Now, careful. No, 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 no. I, I'm fine. I'm fine if you're a fan of a professional team and you grew up in your formative years and you're 
52 years old. And you know what? I love the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. Steeler Jim. You know, okay, fine. They were good at the time. But collegiate sports, that annoys me. You got plenty of options here in the state. And if maybe you had an uncle that was a prof- professor at Michigan, he always give you, okay, that's fine. But if you lived in Iowa your whole life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have no connection to Michigan, right? You should not be a Michigan fan. And there's a ton of those. More than now, Ohio I wonder State. How? Well, I know the reason, at least in my generation. Basketball? Yes, Fab Five. Yeah. Fab Five. They were so and, good. and I had plenty of kids that I went to school with, and uh-huh. they annoyed me. One of my best was friends. It, was it the shorts? Yes, shorts and the black yeah. socks. And, yeah. Oh, yes, big time. And Weber, and, and just the name Fab Five. Sure. Yeah. They, they Changed were, the game. <laughs> I thought they were great. They were. I mean, I, I was a fan of them, but I would never be a fan of Michigan. Now, so Chris Weber. Cyclones have Chris Weber on their call, right? Isn't that what I saw? Is that what it is? I thought Chris Weber's doing, I think he's in Tulsa. So what I'm hoping for here is we get, first one, tweet your picture in, you wearing a shirt, you're sitting in your cubicle right now, oh, I don't I got a picture available, maybe you got a, a bobblehead, head, a poster. Something that has Michigan. Show you're a Michigan fan. And just tweet it at us, at Miller and Condon, first one in, and I'm hoping it's a real Michigan fan, not one of those Walmart ones. Hmm. Come on. All right. Those ones annoy me. Okay. Uh, let's do the, um, and that's at the Miller and Condon yes. Twitter. At Miller and Condon is where you can uh, you can find that one. Tweet it at us, shoot us a picture, and you got a flag courtesy of Heartland Flags. Yeah, you can uh, check out Heartland Flags online, heartlandflags.com. Any team, any sport, if they don't have it, well, for starters, I'd be shocked if they didn't, but they'll get it very quickly. But they're more than just flags. Check them out online, heartlandflags.com. We appreciate that. We are looking for a Michigan fan uh, today. Uh, you want to do props? You want to do? Here's what I'm going to do. This I'm going to call it an audible. I'm going to call. Okay. I'm going to uh, pull rank on you. I want right. to do the two seeds to begin with. The two seeds I, that are going to fall. I when I saw that stat come out, I immediately went to my bracket and I'm trying to figure out because 20 out of the last 21 years, not all the two seeds. I mean, there was a two seed that didn't make it to mm-hmm. the Sweet 16. This year, Trent, Michigan State's not going to get picked off. If they get Minnesota, they will win. Didn't we say the same thing a couple years ago with Middle Tennessee? We probably did. They were the prohibitive favorite. They were the betting Michigan favorite. Michigan State was, yes. That year and got beat by Middle Tennessee. I like. I don't think it's Michigan State. Have you identified the two that's in the most precarious spot this weekend? Well, it's a team we just talked about. The Michigan Wolverines. Really? Nevada. You know how talented that team yes. is? Yes. Musselman can coach his you-know-what off, too. They got NBA dudes. Yes, they do. They brought in a five-star player to go along with those 23-year-old men yeah. that are on that team. And mm-hmm. though they haven't played well, really... No, down the stretch, last couple yeah. of weeks, since the dust-up. Yes, yeah. Where was that? Was Utah that Utah State? State? Yep. That's what I thought. And they didn't play great in that game. But even before that, you know, they had that weird loss right at the beginning in conference play to New Mexico who was bad. Mm-hmm. Not only they lose, mm-hmm. they got blown out. Mm-hmm. This is what they were waiting for. This is why these guys said no to the mm. NBA is to come back for the mm-hmm. NCAA tournament. Oh, they got so close last year. Lead eight team a year ago, lost to Loyola. Uh-huh. They were waiting for this moment. Michigan? JC, Jordan Caroline. Yeah. yeah. Michigan, nah. it, it can go south. They have stretches where they struggle. Now, if you just watch the Iowa game, you're like, how can that team struggle shooting the basketball? But they have. They've had stretches this year where offensively they take a step back. And you know what I've noticed about Michigan, Trent? Every time I watch them play a team that's on paper better than them, maybe it's Michigan State, I, I, they get out to a uh, they get off to a really good start, and then they fall apart. You know, teams come back on on Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm a huge Brezdikas fan, as you know. Yes. By the way, did you know Major League Baseball started today? I did, yeah. I got up and flipped it on. No, you didn't. Of did course. you really? What yes. time did it start? 4.30. So what? when did you flip it on at? 6.45, 7. I wish I'd have known. I'd have, I'd have flipped it on. Yeah. I was about 5.30 today. Um, I, I guess I didn't I didn't realize. Um, so I'm not going to go with Michigan. No. I'm going to go Tennessee. And it's just the team that we talked about, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I think Cincinnati's going to beat Iowa. Oh, yes, yes. I'm convinced of that. And and Tennessee's, like, they're loaded, but they're vulnerable, I think. If I had to pick a two, i got to give you Michigan. I mean, that, that'll be a tricky It's not spot. a stretch. No, it's not, it's not crazy. Kentucky's crazy to think about them getting beat. They lost to Seton Hall earlier this year. Yeah, they're not going to lose to it again. The Kentucky's... P.J. Washington's banged up, and we both yeah, true. are big fans of P.J. Yeah. Washington. Is Travis going to play? If he is, how effective, effective is it going to be? I'll take. I, I I think Kentucky survives. And Wofford starts hitting some threes, and they don't have the inside presence. Kentucky does it, and all of a sudden, Wofford, the Terriers of the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> you know what, Trent? We're, my biggest takeaway from this segment is going to be is maybe we're going to have twenty two out of twenty one out of twenty two years. Well, and because there's some tough spots for these deuces. I, I listed the number of times that this happens. It's prevalent. I mean, you mentioned twenty out of the twenty last twenty one years. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of games in there that you remember. I mentioned Providence early on this year. But here, just recent history, last year, twice, Nevada over Cincinnati. Texas A&M over North Carolina. year before, two more times. Michigan beat Louisville in a 7-2 matchup. South Carolina beat Duke. It happens a lot. Yeah. And yearly, and sometimes multiple times in a year. Only once in the last 21 years of all four, two seeds got through. We, uh... We've talked, though, there seems to be a gap after the top seven teams. Maybe this isn't the year. Just maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, do you have one prop you want to throw out there that's better than the others? Because we've got to get Alex Halstead in. Eh, we'll save it for the end. All right, that's good. We will come back. We'll talk uh, Iowa State, and we'll talk uh, the tournament with Alex Halstead, 24-7 Sports. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 14th State. In Hawaii. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. As we continue on here, we take you up until the, uh, well, the top of the hour, every Monday through Friday from 10 until noon. Let's get Alex Halstead in here, 24-7 Sports. He'll make his way to Tulsa, but eventually, today he's at the Wells Fargo Arena. He's going to watch some press conferences or take part in some press conferences, watch some practice, be at the games on Thursday for 24-7 and make his way to Tulsa. You caught a break to be able to do that, Alex, with Iowa State not playing until late. How far of a drive will it be? Is it about six hours to Tulsa? Yeah, yeah. It's looking like six and a half hours, which is kind of how this all came together. You know, obviously 24-7 sports is a wide-ranging network, and once I saw the tip time, it was going to be the second-to-last game of the first round late Friday night. I was like, well, I could you know, see some games in Des Moines Thursday, get in the car uh, Friday morning, and, and get there in time for Iowa State's game. So going to double-dip on, on two of the first-round sites here in the SFA tournament. So how does that work? Are you going to be kind of like a stringer and send them back to the, I don't know what they call it, gopher hole or whatever the, the site is for the gophers and things like that? Is that kind of how this is going to work out in your articles will be part of the 24-7 network on each of those team pages? Yeah, some different stuff. Obviously, you know, as the draw was coming in uh, Sunday, it, you just started seeing these, these named schools. I think some of the projections didn't have some of these some of these kinds of matchups. And then I think, I, you know, Des Moines got a pretty good draw with, you know, Louisville versus Minnesota, and then Michigan, Michigan State both here, and then 
even Florida versus Nevada, you know, some good draws. So, you know, our Florida site's obviously pretty far away. They're a 10 seed, so, you know, might be helping out a little bit with Florida or mm-hmm. um, our Michigan site's pretty big. So a lot of good matchups here in Des Moines, and uh, that was one reason I think it, it was worth sticking around a little bit. Um, before I had to Tulsa. Yeah, that's uh, those Saturday tickets. I mean, Thursday's one thing. How about Saturday with Michigan and Michigan State potentially playing in in the in the two games? Going to going to be off the charts. Going to be fantastic downtown Des Moines this weekend, no doubt about it. Well, you'll make your way to Tulsa to take on an or to see an Iowa State team as they get set to take on Ohio State uh, in a six versus eleven. But I guess we should go back and recap this past weekend. You were in Kansas City for the Big Twelve tournament. Your biggest takeaway from watching Iowa State cut down the nets for the fourth time in six years this past weekend was what, Alex? Well, I think the biggest takeaway is they just kind of looked a little bit more like the version of, of this Iowa State team that we saw from around mid-January to the early part of February where they were winning, you know, six or seven games of, of eight. So they they had a really good stretch there, and then they just kind of fell off in, in February. And so we've obviously seen two versions, but it looked a little bit more like the together team and that maybe is a little bit cliche, but, you know, I talked to Michael Jacobson after the game, after the championship game, and he was pretty open and honest. He said that, you know, you know, if you put it all together back on March 4th, you know, the week of that West Virginia game where then that Wednesday, March 6th, they went to West Virginia and lost by 15 points. Well, that Monday, you know, him and Lindell Wigginson got in a little bit of a scuffle in practice, and then afterwards uh, it was Mario Sayak and George Condit, and then obviously that carried over to Wednesday when, you know, national TV caught you know, him and uh, him being Michael Jacobson and, and Taven Horton Tucker kind of get into it. And he brought up all three of those instances, you know, pretty honest about it and said that, you know, sometimes you have to kind of tear things down a little bit to build things back up. And obviously they were in the midst of a pretty bad stretch there. And I think some of those tensions boiled up, but they kind of maybe got back on the same page. And I think that's what we saw in Kansas City a little bit was this team looked like they were playing a little bit more together. And some of that leads to defense to the defensive end. You know, Iowa State arrived in Kansas City last week, ranked number 70th in adjusted defense, according to Ken Palm. Uh, coming out of the weekend, they were 59th. So, you know, they jumped up 11 spots just with some of those performances, and I think that's what they were most happy with is, you know, yeah, they, they put, it, put up some good offensive performances at times, but uh, they were able to win some of those games on the defensive end. To do that this late in the season, that's a great point, Trent. it's absolutely incredible to be able to do that. Alex Halstead joining us, CycloneAlert.com. All right, Alex, uh, we, you talked about some of the the issues that came up late in the season, infighting that was happening. We even saw a little John back and forth on the court in Kansas City. Uh, at one point, I think it was Wigginton and Taylor Horton Tucker. It, it's great feelings right now, and everybody's excited about this team, but is it still tenuous? I mean, could... A bad run, a bad message from somebody. Could this thing all tilt away very quickly, or do you think this is a solid foundation? Well, I think it's going to be a solid foundation as they get to Tulsa. Now, you never know, you know, if they get into the game and, and things don't go well early against Ohio State and things start to turn. But it, it seems like they're kind of on the same page. I think they all kind of feel a sense of relief that you know, even Mariel Shayak, um, you know, after the game, Nazmi Trubong was out there kind of around the court because he had, you know, come up from Oklahoma City to watch the, the game. And uh, he knows some of those guys, you know, because he's back in the summer and uh, obviously knows Nick Wilder Bamber really well. But he even knows guys like Mario Shayak and some of those freshmen decently well because he spent a lot of time at Ames training this summer. And Shayak came over to him and, um, you know, kind of hugged him and said, I needed this dog. I, I really needed this. And I asked Shayak about that and he said that, you know, people have said that. You know, he made a bad decision to leave Virginia, that he should have stayed there and things like that. And I think that, that kind of 
seemed to be a message of, you know, there's a little bit of relief, relief here, I think, mm-hmm. winning that Big 12 title. I think that gives them a little bit of, a little bit more of taking away that tension as they're now going to the NCAA tournament. Even a guy like Glendale Wigginton, when he came back last year, you know, a lot of it was probably the evaluation point, but one of his reasons he said was he wanted to be seen as a winner, and obviously they didn't do a lot of winning last year. And I think you could kind of see this is probably the happiest he's looked in a while, mm-hmm. you know, especially coming off the bench, was you know, holding up that trophy. And I think a lot of that is, goes back to that as well. Is I think he feels a sense of accomplishment for his time at Iowa State so far now. Uh, Alex Halstead, 24-7 Sports, is our guest. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Well, let's talk a little bit about the matchup. I'm not sure how many times you saw Ohio State this year. Trent and I saw them uh, all a number of times, probably six or eight apiece. And they got Caleb Wessib, who's prone to getting into foul trouble. We've seen that some nights out of him. We've also seen him go off uh, some nights. He's a big, big man in the middle uh, there, six foot nine and 200, what is he, 60, 270 yeah. pounds. He's a load. He's a load. Good way to put it. Jackson's a nice player. We watched Arns torch Iowa for with the 29 or 27. Uh, he can really get it going. The true freshman. Jackson's a nice player. But overall, Alex, and, and you know, maybe I'm not giving Ohio State the, the credit they deserve. Uh, roster-wise, they don't match up with Iowa State. Iowa State has a better roster top to bottom and maybe not even close. Yeah, I was talking to our, our Ohio State guy, and he's covered them you know, since late 1980s, and um, he's obviously seen them, seen them 33 games this year. And you know, he thinks he thinks um, you know that in terms of Iowa State playing four guards and a forward, it, it might be okay because Ohio State's not necessarily a big team. But it's kind of this, goes back to that point where they just they do have a lot of top heavy talent with you know Caleb Wesson and C.J. Jackson being the main two. You know, Wesson's averaging 14.4, and Jackson's a shade above 12 points a game. And then after that, there's quite a big drop-off in terms of just it's just kind of evened out scoring, and it, they just never know what they're going to get. That's kind of what he said. They're just so inconsistent that there's nights where, you know, maybe Andre Wesson steps up and, and scores 15 points, but there's just a lot of inconsistency. And that even goes back to the top with Caleb Wesson, but you mentioned the foul trouble, and um, our Ohio State guy was saying he thinks that's going to be the key maybe in this game because you can get a Caleb Wesson that plays – uh, 30 minutes and plays really well, or like he did in the Big Ten um, tournament, he got in foul trouble against Michigan State, I think it was, and, and played 15 minutes. And if he's only playing 15 minutes as, you know, clearly their best guy, and, and you saw that when he was in the three-game suspension and they didn't win, uh, that's a completely different team. And so they really need him on the court, and I think he's going to kind of be the key to this game. But, you know, Iowa State does have a lot of mismatches, and um, I think the one thing that maybe worries Iowa State fans that I've seen a little bit is, you know, you don't. Sometimes you get an 11 seed that that's more of a mid-major, and maybe has not been challenged as much. This Ohio State team's played Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, all top three seeds. They right. played 14 quadrant one games, so they're not coming in as this, you know, team that's scared of Iowa State or or hasn't seen talent like Iowa State. They've played teams just like Iowa State or better this year. And I think that's probably the biggest challenge for them is this team is tested. Fair point. They, they yeah. really are. Now the team they might see afterwards, Houston, not as tets, uh, tested coming out of the American Athletic Conference, but that'll be on Sunday. Hey, I wanted to uh, go a different direction here with you, Alex, and the continued speculation about Fred Hoiberg taking the Nebraska job, what that's going to entail, uh, Nebraska getting ready tonight for their NIT matchup. You know, it's uh, something that makes sense, you know, when you connect the dots and his grandpa being a coach there, we talked with Stephen M. Simple about this yesterday. But I want to get your perspective, the Iowa State fan base, and the message boards that you have at CycloneAlert.com. From what I've seen there, seen on Twitter, 
seems like a grumpy bunch of Cyclones. They don't like the idea of Fred Hoiberg just being a couple hours to our west. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the, the general consensus. I don't. It's, it's always been kind of a split. There's always been fans that ever since he left, have just they're never going to be happy with him just because he left. And I think that's a very small number, but it's kind of a vocal minority. But there is a group that I think is fine with him not being at Iowa State, and whether as long as it's in the NBA or at a school not named probably Nebraska or Iowa or anyone in the Big Twelve. You know, it's almost <laughs> like they've got these uh, terms for him that. Yeah, I think they don't want to see him in the Big 12 out of Texas or certainly at Kansas, and they don't probably want to see him at Iowa. And then I think, which I can't ever see happening, but then Nebraska I think is just one because it's that old rivalry that yep. people really don't like Nebraska since they left the Big 12 especially. So it does seem to be kind of a, a touchy subject. I think some people are like, it doesn't really matter, but there are other people that just really do not like Nebraska and, and don't want to see him there. But uh, for being down at Kansas City, um, there seems to be a lot of buzz about it, and it's only increasing it seems to be a lot more spoken i guess the one question i have is 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 this something he will take um and i think nebraska will probably offer a good amount of money or is he using it as leverage to get an nba team to act or something like that hmm. well according to sip he's he's pretty much convinced that it's uh fait accompli we asked him about one you know on a scale of one to ten one being he's not coming ten being he is his answer was Higher than eight and a half. And Sip's pretty cautious. He wouldn't throw something out if he didn't think it was happening. So we'll see. Speaking of, we'll see. We didn't see uh, Zoran Talley because of concussion issues in Kansas City. Now he doesn't play a ton of minutes, but as the season went on, he seemed to be getting, you know, more of a role uh, off of Steve Prom's bench. Uh, Prom's bench. Uh, Talley, will he play? What's the concussion? Is it lingering with him? What, uh, what do you know, if anything? Yeah, it's, it's progressing, and he took a step even in Kansas City while we were there. He didn't obviously play in any of the games, but Saturday he did go through warm-ups and actually had to kind of double-check and make sure that he wasn't playing in that game. And they said that was just the next step of the process was him going through warm-ups. And Prohm said that, you know, Monday they were going to continue to go through testing and get tested, basically just continue to get tested until he, he passes. And I think by Friday um, they're at least decently confident that he could be cleared to play. And like you said, hasn't played a lot. They obviously just won three straight games against um, three, three of the top four teams in the Big Twelve in terms of the standings, and and did that without him. But he is a piece that, mm-hmm. especially when you're getting to this time where you're playing, if you advance, you're going to play two games in three days. Um, they could use him depth wise, and it sounds like he could be back uh, by tip off Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a Big Twelve team advancing to the Sweet Sixteen? Well, uh, I'm still finishing up my bracket because I it, I get till I think. Uh, Thursday morning at <laughs> 11 a.m. So I'm still going through it, but I think you know Texas Tech's given me a little bit of of pause because of what happened in Kansas City, them losing to West Virginia. I think that kind of showed to me the one question I had with them is that you know if their offense struggles, that they they're a team, they're a team that could get bounced quickly. But if they look like the team that we talked about last week, they're a team that I think could be a a dark horse to make a deep run. So I think I think. You know, them still to the Sweet 16. Um, I'm still trying to figure out Iowa State and Houston if, if I have them advancing yeah, past Iowa State because Houston is a trendy pick right now. You know, I think CBS Sports ranked their top, you know, the, the teams in the tournament 1-68. to 68. They have Houston 8 and kind of said what everybody else is. And that a lot of people think, even though, like Trent said, they haven't been tested, that they're kind of that trendy team to make the Final Four. And um, so I think that's a dangerous matchup. But I also have questions about, you know, 
who Houston has played this year and, and what that means for Iowa State. Good stuff. Uh, 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert. Alex, we appreciate you coming on. Enjoy Wells Fargo. Enjoy that drive to Tulsa. And uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you. Alex Halstead uh, chiming in here. CycloneAlert.com. A good move by the company, keeping him here. Yes. Right? Makes sense. Uh, Iowa State tips are what, 850? Yeah. Ooh, Friday night. You'll be fine. I know. I love Stella. No, I think she's coming over Saturday because of the 850 oh. tip. Because you want to be what? Completely coherent? I want to be Miller Alert. <laughs> oh, this is going to be Blout City. Iowa State's clubbing Ohio State. Uh, yeah. And then they're beating Houston. You. This is Sweet 16. See, that's, I just can't go there yet. And my brackets, we talked yesterday and earlier, my bracket's in. You and can I've adjust. got them losing to Houston. You can adjust. Up until tip time Thursday morning, eleven fifteen from Des Moines. First, I got them having pins. a bad shooting day. You know, if they don't hit their threes, is Arns going off for twenty seven? No, I not no 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 not on thir- on Friday. No, I'm talking about Sunday against. Yeah, I think they beat Ohio State. Yeah, but Arns can do that. We saw. <laughs> He did it once. Well, yeah, I think he's still, you know, you had that. Was it 27 or 29? I've I got 29 yeah. in my head. Yeah, I, it bounces back Let's and split forth. the difference. He went off for 28. Late he's, 20s. Late, yeah, high 20s. <laughs> so his, his scoring average is still only, it's under four. It's unthinkable. It's not unthinkable. No, we saw it in Minnesota. Charles Bugs, Right. Your boy, Bugs. My boy. In fact, after the show today, I'm going to head over to the well. Yes. And I'm going to. Charles Bugs won't be there, unfortunately, but going to do some patino hunting. You're going to watch practice. So watch a little practice. Get my credentials. Right, so you're, you're going to the tournament here? Oh, yeah. This is news to me. Oh, yeah. Of course. I didn't realize. Well, you I know, know you were I mean, credentialed I, for the Final Four. God forbid that you're going to miss 45 minutes of action before you get back to Ankeny. I know. It pisses me off. Thursday too. and Friday. I know. i got to talk to you about Friday. i got a plan. Oh, you got a plan, huh? i got a plan. All right. Got to keep it to ourselves. They don't like it. But. Okay. All right. All right. It's a you and me plan? It's a you and me plan, but I'm, I'm hoping everyone else uh, everyone else is watching the tournament and maybe we can tiptoe out. I've got I've got an idea. Uh, okay. I, I, here's I think the I thing, know. Trent. Let, just let me run this by you. Yes. I was playing. Friday. Friday. Yep. Right? They tip at what 11 time? 11.15. 11.15. So everybody in the building that's in the building is mm-hmm. going to be watching the TV. They are, yes. Everybody that's listening to the radio, certainly not listening to us at this point. If you're a basketball fan, you're going to find Westwood One. Yes, And yes. you're going to listen to the games there. Or any more people are at their computer and they're just watching. There you go. On your laptop. Right. On your phone. You're not listening to the app to listen to us at this point. At least but this is my theory. But it's not all basketball fans out there. That's right. So I think... We might be able to sneak in a little. I mean, the Cardinals play here. That's right. We haven't talked to Brian Walton Brian for a while. Walton. Yeah, we're doing Claxons early on on Friday because we want to make it open to everybody, Hawkeye and Cyclone fans. We mm-hmm. want to give people an opportunity before the tournament starts to participate in our good friends at Claxons. We'll talk more during the break, but I think I've got this all figured out. All right. I, I like I like the direction that you're heading. We'll uh, come back. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, it's Murph and Andy. Hear us talk sports and more every day at 2. And you can listen from your home or office with Alexa. Just say, Alexa, play 1460 KXNO on iHeartRadio. Hey, are you tired of being on the sidelines of your life? Let's get back into it. Treat yourself now and get ready for spring with New Leaf Wellness. Trent Condon here once again. 
want to tell you a little bit about their testosterone treatment plan and what it can do for you, giving you your A-game back, feeling better, normal hitting the lulls in the late afternoon. This will help you with that. What it does, increases muscle mass, and leaner body mass helps control your weight. During the month of March, New Leaf Wellness is offering a free food sensitivity test with hormone testing for new clients. If your weight's an issue, this is what you're going to want to do. What I want you to do right now is give them a call, 515-650-1358. You've been hearing me talk about New Leaf Wellness. The time is now. Set up that free, no-obligation consultation. Again, 515-650-1358 and find out what they can do for you. Testosterone treatment program, as we mentioned. BioWax, get another wax free during the month of March, and so much more at New Leaf Wellness. And don't forget to tell them, BridgeDirect.com. Sports Radio in Iowa starts and ends right here. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Buzzard Billies, Murph and Andy will be there. Two, the Fanatics, one of them. One of them's in Tulsa. One of them will be down down Des Moines. Petey will be there um, from at Buzzard Billy's from 4 until 6. And then all of us, all four of the shows will be down at Buzzard Billy's directly across the street for the most part from Wells Fargo Arena as the tournament comes back to Des Moines. But we go to Vegas right now where the tournament is something you have to experience if you are a sports fan. Jason Symbol, CG Technology, he joins the program. Jason, Trenton, Ken... Is the city starting to fill up, or is it maybe a couple of hours too early? How are you? Getting getting there. I mean, remember, it's 9.41 a.m. here as I talk to you guys, so it's still a little early. I think the majority of the people are going to come in this afternoon, this evening. There still are a lot of people who come in on Thursday because Friday is by far the busiest day. You know, a lot of the California folks mm-hmm. can't get those two days off. They can just get the one day off, so they actually come out on Thursday evening. So Friday is really the busiest day of the uh, of the four. I, I want to get you to compare last night to what it's going to be like tonight. I mean, I'm sure you'll double the amount of handle just because more people in in town, but pursuant to last night, uh, how were the uh, Fairley Dickinson and Belmont results to the books? Did the betters win, or did the properties win? Yeah, in terms of the uh, volume of activity, it's not even close. So they're just kind of two normal games. You know, there was um, there was a, a Warriors game last night. We actually did more handle to than even those uh, so. Timberwolves, right? Yeah, those yep. games don't really matter. The people don't care quite as much. Um, but we did pretty decently to them. Uh, I know we did quite well in the um, – we did very well in the Fairleigh Dickinson game, not so much in the Belmont game. Uh, Belmont looked really good, and I could certainly see people backing them uh, against Maryland on Friday. Well, let's dive into the locals individually, uh, their games both happening on Friday. Let's start. It'll be the first game of the Friday sessions, getting going with Iowa against Cincinnati. This is one where saw a lot of early movement, some of the things offshore early on. Where have you guys settled at, and are you seeing decidedly Bearcats or Hawkeyes money at this point? We opened Cincinnati as a four-point favorite, and actually I think some folks there might like to hear this. We actually took a sharp bet uh, from one of our better college basketball players on Iowa. He took plus four, which is why we moved it to three and a half. That's where the game is now. In terms of the amount of tickets, it's about the same. We've had a couple more tickets on Cincinnati, but the sharp money is certainly on Iowa here. Um, Also interesting about this one, and I think this bodes well for Iowa, the Sharps are all over the under in this game. Uh, the total right now is 138. Uh, it actually was 138.5. Um, so they like Iowa and the under. Iowa State, of course, they'll play 
850 uh, Pacific, 850 our time. They'll take on Ohio State. What are you seeing in that one? This is great two-way action. There's really no sharp action either way. You know, they're betting both sides. There is one bet separating the amount of bets on these two teams. Uh, we've taken one more bet on Iowa State than Ohio State, but really great two-way action. Seems like the, you know, the number right now is Iowa State minus five and a half, and that really seems like the perfect number because we've not really taken any, any real sides either way. Um, so I do think that the public probably figures to bet Iowa State in this one as we get closer to tip, but I do think that this one is a coin flip at five and a half. Looking at the games individually, liability, is there a game that you just got been overwhelmed with one-sided action? Uh, well, I'll tell you which one it has been, and it's kind of funny that this is the game, but, man, nobody really wants to touch LSU after Over you know, Yale? That, that ousted in the SEC tournament and obviously all the coaching questions. Yale has taken the most bets. If, you, if I were to really? tell you how many bets we've taken on each team during the first-round games, the number one team in number of bets is Yale. Uh, people love betting them. They're down to seven and a half, uh, seven and a half point dog against LSU. At one point, they were nine, so that's quite a big move. Uh, so Yale really stands out as pretty lopsided. Also, we've taken some bets on Yale money line at plus two seventy. So one of the favorites that we're going to need early on is definitely going to be LSU. Mm. Is there a one seat that uh, that the public is not enamored with at this point? Uh, not really. I mean, nobody's really touched Gonzaga, but that's because they're a 28-point favorite. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Nobody really is keen on laying uh, a price that big uh, you know, in, in a first-round game. Uh, Gonzaga's 27 against Fairleigh Dickinson, so nobody really is very uh, excited to lay that number. I don't blame them. Uh, I will say that, the, that in terms of like the big seeds, like the first, second, or third seeds that um, – that people seem to be uh, thinking have a shot to kind of not do great. I'd point to Michigan uh, against Montana. I do think Montana is by far the best team on that 15 or 16 line. Uh, so they they, uh, they are a – look, Michigan is still a 15-and-a-half point favorite, but that line was at 16-and-a-half and got that down. How about the futures market? And uh, we'll get into maybe some props with you too. But Duke, I'm sure, still the favorite there. Anybody else that you've seen action this week? You've had it up all season long. Who's going to win the national championship? And I know that can fluctuate depending on the money that comes in. But has there been a change, some influx that has come in early this week? Yeah, I'll tell you who it's been. It's actually been North Carolina. Uh, They were six They were... First of all, I'll tell you this. Of all of the teams that like legit have a shot, North Carolina is the team we need to beat in the futures. We have a big red number to them. Uh, they, we had to move them down to plus 550. They had been like the fourth or fifth favorite all year. They're now tied for the second favorite with Gonzaga uh, mm. because of how much action we've taken on them. So North Carolina kind of really stays out. The other stands out. The other one that's not great is Texas Tech. Uh, they're at 22 to 1. I mean, at some point you could you could have had them at like 80 to 1 back when the season started. Mm-hmm. So there are a few tickets out there at that big price, which is why we don't do great to them either. I want to pick your brain a little bit as you know the uh, tournaments in downtown Des Moines. Uh let's let's do tomorrow's games if you have those in front of you. Louisville, Minnesota, that will kick things off tomorrow morning. Uh who do you need in that one? What do you see in there? Yeah, they're, they're on Louisville in this one. Louisville's a five-point favorite against Minnesota. Uh, the early action is on Louisville. Not a ton of action. This is kind of one of those games where, you know, a lot of people like betting those kind of mid-majors. Whenever there's a dog, like a Big Ten team that's a dog, people don't really love fall in love with it. I don't really expect this to be that big of a bet game, specifically because it's early in the morning, but I do think Louisville will get the most of the action. Michigan State Bradley will follow? Yeah, this one is a good one because um, Bradley actually is, like I said before, I think personally that there's a pretty big dis- uh, distance between 
between the two seeds and the I'm sorry, the 15s and the 16s. I think the 15s could be slightly decent, and we've seen the majority of action come on Bradley early on, and there was some sharp action on them. They were a 20-point dog. Now they're 18 and a half. Look, Michigan State is still an 18 and a half point favorite. I'm not saying they're going to lose, but you know, could they win by 15 or 16 and Bradley cover the number? I certainly think so. Uh, Nevada, Florida. We'll start off the night session. Nevada seven, Florida is a 10 seed. You've seen Nevada. Caroline's a nice player. Musselman can coach. What do you see in there? Yeah, and then they made the the exact same starting five made it an elite eight run last year. Good so point. They certainly have the experience. This game is fun because um, it's been pretty good two way action. I'd say a little pros versus Joes here, where the public likes Nevada. They remember what they did last year. People have seen all these guys play. You know, the Martin twins are, are have been there for what seems like seven years, <laughs> even though it's been five. But uh, I do think that you know the the. Uh, Florida had a nice run there. They actually played quite well during the second half of the season, and people have been, the Sharp guys have been backing them. Nevada opened two and a half. It's down to one and a half, but like I said, the majority of the best are on Nevada. Are you getting play on Montana over Michigan? What are you seeing? Yeah, that one we are a little bit. Um, that, you know, I kind of hit on that one before. It's 15 and a half. They did take 16 and a half with Montana. Um, you know, I do figure that, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the uh, ten to one on the money line might be something people sprinkle a few bucks on. Why not? Uh, you know, look at the, the total of this one is super low at one thirty. Uh, so keep you know, it's very hard to, for a favorite to cover sixteen points and the game be a hundred and thirty. So keep an eye on that. Jason Sibble joining us, CG Technology. Jason, let's get into some props here. Anything fun? We know the Super Bowl goes above and beyond. Uh, anything that you could imagine as it pertains to props. What about what you have set up here for the NCAA tournament? Anything a little goofy, a little out there at all? Well, we have right now, we, we're going to put some of that goofier stuff up later today. Right now we have the standard stuff, which is, you know, how many number one seeds are going to go in the region, odds to win each region, each region, some of the standard stuff like that. What we're going to be putting up later today are more of the player-centric props. So we're going to group all of the players, like, in the region and say which player is going to score the most points on Thursday, which player is going to score the most points on Friday, uh, and kind of list all the players out. You can bet which team is going to score the most, which team is going to score the least, everything like that. I will say, though, that of all of kind of the, the, the prop bets, like to win regions and all that stuff, the one that they absolutely love betting was Virginia uh, to win the South. We've taken more bets on them to win the region than any team to win their region. Interesting. Uh, it's too late for people to go out there this year, uh, but a lot of people have this on their bucket list. What would be some advice, Jason, for you know people that have never experienced opening weekend of the tournament in uh, in Las Vegas? I, I mean, I would certainly say you got to do it. I, I would try to get into town by Wednesday afternoon because you really want to set yourself up. If you sign up for an account, every book, including ours, we're running a promo right now where you get sixty eight bucks for just signing up. Uh, so that's a pretty good one. So you can get signed up, and then you don't have to worry about waiting online. I'll tell you this: the lines are incredibly deep. They're, you know, you're going to be frustrated having to wait because there's hundreds of people in front of you. But if you sign up for the app on Wednesday, you don't have to worry about it. So I certainly recommend doing that. And you know, in terms of like parties and March Madness experiences, there, there's nothing like Vegas. Indeed, there is in Venetian Palazzo, Cosmopolitan, Hard Rock Palm, Silverton, Tropicana, and the M. Jason Symbol, you'll be busy. Enjoy it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, Jason Symbol. So we get him in here on Wednesday because there's no shot we were getting him on Friday or tomorrow. Right. right. Little busy for. Oh, uh, it's so much fun. I've done it three times. Okay. It's a blast. I was at the Flamingo twice and the Mirage the last time. Never done it for March Madness. Oh, it's a blast, Trent. Super Bowl, I've done that too. March Madness is funner. Yeah. Because there's more games. Right, right.
you know, so much action, and uh, and Jason's right. And you know, when I was doing it, this was prior to the app era, mm-hmm. um, and the lines were one hundred percent right. I mean, they are massive. Be patient, but if you sign up for the app, you do that on Wednesday. You sit in your chair, or you sit at the bar, or you sit in your room, or wherever, and and once you leave the state of Nevada, it shuts off. So That's it. yeah, you're done. Um, therm- what do they call it? Geofencing. Yes, yes. 100% right. All right, here's you a prop have- for you. Oh, good. Will the game go to double overtime? Yes. Plus 120. Yes. There'll be a double overtime game. All right. How many games total will go into overtime? Three and a half the number. Over. You get plus money on that, plus 105. And plus 120 with the, will there be a double overtime or better game? In there, you're looking good. You like the overtimes. I do. There's one offshore. I don't have the actual number. I know it's about even money on both sides, minus one fifteen probably on each side. Will there be a buzzer beater in the first round, Thursday and Friday only? Mm. Will there be a buzzer beater? And a buzzer beater constitutes shot goes off, mm-hmm. horn goes off with the ball in the air. No. You know where the smart money is. It's on the it's on the yes, but I would go no. No, the smart money I think is on the no. You think it is? I mean, how many how many times true buzzer beaters not hit a shot with point two on the clock? Hard to that one's hard to correct. But the other part is no, because horns at zero. I mean, buzzer beater is just that buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. There's so the point ball, the, two the, on the clock. There can be no rebound, nothing right. like that. Put back. It's got to leave the guy's hand and go in, and the buzzer goes off, and that's it. No put back. <laughs> But you don't want to be the guy rooting against a buzzer beater, right? No, you don't. Sit around watching the game. The and you're the one guy cheering for that one. That's a terrible <laughs> luck. Yeah, but there'll there'll be a, there'll be a pocket of those in every book uh, throughout the country. So we got games tomorrow, huh? We got games tonight. What do you, yeah. you don't like Arizona State St. John's? I'll fire at it. Of course you will. Your Bison are playing tonight. <laughs> Fails the squad. Yes, yes. I wonder if uh, yeah. St. John's Dakota Arizona State. State. What are you going to do? Mm, Shamari Pons. Okay. I don't have an opinion on either game. No? You I got don't. opinions tomorrow? Oh, I've got opinions. Uh, we'll be at Buzzard Billy's. Looking we forward will. to doing that. We'll be there at 10. I'll, 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 when will it start to thin out, do you think? Oh. Uh, 10.30? When do you go over there? 10.40, yeah. 11.15 tip. We get the first tip, and because of that, people will probably be clearing out a little earlier, mm-hmm. but... Hang out with us first couple of segments. Where are you lots. parking tomorrow? It's a great question. I think I'm Ubering. You're just an Uber from Ankeny? I think I'm going to do there and back, yeah. So not even going to drive into town? I don't think so, because then if I'd have to go oh. get my car and I don't want... I want to make a beeline for Ank. Well, I knew that. That's that's not a surprise by any means. Um, I don't know. I wonder if they got parking at Buzzard Billy's. Well, you've got a press pass. I do. Does it come with parking? Great question. I'm going to find out here in about an hour when I make my way down to Wells Fargo. Do you want to go to Wells Fargo? So, so here's my plan for you tomorrow. Leave West Des Moines, but on your way to Wells Fargo from West Des Moines, uh-huh. Ankeny's not out of your way. Oh, <laughs> I don't know the route that you take. <laughs> we'll be at Buzzard Billy's. Murph and Andy are there this afternoon, as are the Fanatics. The morning rush tomorrow morning. They'll be at Buzzard Billy's. We're all there tomorrow. Until then, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.